0: Hello, all you from podcast land to podcast land or from podcast land. I'm Jim, the Keys bartender coming to you from Key Largo in the Florida Keys. <clears throat> um, I uh, wanted to relate to the listeners a missive I received from a fan of the show and friend of the show, Heather from Philadelphia and also McGeehan's. Uh, the, what was it called, bottom, bottom of the barrel. I think that's what it's called now. It used to be called just McGeehan's, and now it's called the, I have a senior moment. I apologize for it. I will remember. Let me uh, Google that. McGeehan's, la, ba, 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 You know what? It's all the years of drinking that I had, you know, the, uh, Heather, maybe you can help me out if you're there. Get on the show and text me or something like that. But um, we, uh, I have left a lot of friends there and a lot of stories in the past. And Heather sent me a message uh, that a mutual friend of ours, Trish, related to me. I'm not going to tell the story because it could incriminate the person or myself. So I'll neither confirm nor deny what this story is. It is not of an intimate nature. So it does not involve sex or anything like that. So, uh, but it is an interesting uh, story and I probably uh, won't... And there's tons of them. There's tons of stories like that. Of things that... um, happen that people can relate up in Philadelphia. I can tell a McGeehan's story. It's a McGeehan's crowd story. It was a Memorial day and, uh, I went to the shore house, a bunch of people that belong, uh, to, you know, hung out at McGeehan's went to and, uh, in Wildwood, New Jersey. And we just hung out. It was a kind of a rainy weekend. There was a, a couple days of, uh, I was down there for it, and if I recall correctly, one time while well, it was a lot of heavy drinking going on, I decided to get on someone's bike, and there was a guy, uh, there was some people across the street. And you got to remember, this is a resort community, and uh, it could be Labor Day or Memorial Day, but we're down. The heck for anything. I decided to get on a bike, and it's been a while since I was riding a bike. A couple, couple years. I was in my 20s. Yeah, I haven't been on, a, hadn't been on a bike for a while. Um, I get on a bike, and obviously I'm drinking. I just flip the bike over, flip the bike over in the middle of the street, making a turn in front of a. Um, you see people inside a house, and they're watching me, trying to do it. And I get, I turn around, and I was sober enough to notice that i think i may may have made their day by my uh, actions so that's one of the stories another story was uh while i was down one of the houses someone had taken um and it wasn't at the mcgeans house someone had taken a icon from a famous fast food place from in front. It was actually a statue of one of the uh, characters. Had uh, taken it. I don't want to say what it is because it would probably be able to nail it down. Ah, oh, statue of limitations is over on that one, I think. They they had Ronald McDonald. I don't know how the hell they got the, you know were able to um, get Ronald McDonald that, uh, off his pedestal in a crowded resort town, but they got him, and he was in their uh, living room. And it was some people that were peripherally associated with McGeeans. That was a good story. I woke up one day and I look over and I see my, you know, I was at, you know, I got in late at night, maybe 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning. There was a bar there called Moore's and we used to hang out there. And, uh, I wasn't at the house prior to, uh, daylight. So I arrive and I fell asleep on a couch maybe. And I wake up and I look to my, uh, my side and I see uh, Ronald McDonald just standing there without any feet obviously cut cut off. I don't know if they... I don't recall if they had him from the ankles down or actually got him below the ankles. But I think they cut him at the most narrow point. Uh, another time I'm with this guy Drew. I'm just doing this relating this. In, and there's, there's only stories I'm going to confirm. Uh, we are going back to... The condo he's renting with other friends, and I'm there with my girlfriend at the time, and we're waiting to get in. You know, we're going to go and have a couple drinks there before we go out, and uh, he doesn't have a key, so he starts climbing up the outside of the building to the second floor of the condo, and I guess he's maybe up eight feet, and um, (laughs) while he's climbing, he falls off into a bush. And he looked like it was pretty serious falling. And um, the woman I'm with, uh, the girl I'm with, and I go over to help him. And he says, his direct quote was, oh, it's all right, I work out. I don't know how that helps you from falling from a uh, solid. It actually probably makes you a little heavier. Or, or, you know, because it's better not to work out maybe. you got more cushion if you're going to you have a tendency to fall. Uh, the, they were all short stories, though. I'm just going to do a stream of consciousness. There was a, a party at another friend's house, Pat Baker, who he had, uh, an alligator in a kiddie swimming pool in the center of his living room. And we were there for a party and we were drinking up and I don't think Pat drinks anything, Pat Baker. Um, and he suggested that, uh, a friend of ours, Jack Mulholland, you may have heard of him before. Um, he had a monkey. He had, I think, a capuchin monkey or one of these little monkeys. And Pat Baker wanted to get them, the alligator and the monkey together to fight each other. Uh, but I think the alligator was tiny at the time. So I think the monkey would have gotten the better of it. And it's, Plus, the monkey's a little smarter. Who knows? But uh, I don't think that would happen. But he was seriously considering trying to do that. But Jack has the... Uh, had the monkey that if you went he he told people don't go up to his house when he's not there and ring the doorbell and the answer was because the monkey would just start going apeshit and no pun intended with that it just go, starts going nuts at least this is the story I heard and people would go wait until he wasn't home and bring his doorbell all the time just to hear the monkey make a ruckus Um, so hey you notice I didn't say any. Th- too many things that are too embarrassing so i don't think i got anybody in trouble there see that's how a story works you know it's to be you have to have it somewhat of a misdemeanor going on uh some antics some drinking i'm trying to recall some of the other ones right there um there was a friend of ours um and i won't say his name because it doesn't make him look but he always would talk about his girlfriend and uh but you'd never see her uh supposedly because she 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 was a divorced woman with kids so she she never got to go out but he's always talking about his girlfriend and we were just uh you'd hear it it was it sounded like um if you ever seen uh the movie lars and the real girl where uh ryan gosling gets himself a a real girl which is uh a sex surrogate doll, and but he doesn't necessarily use a sex surrogate. He uses it as a relationship surrogate. And we, uh, this was before, way before. This is in the um, early '90s. This is way before the um, that movie came out. So that was pretty interesting. That, that this girl was a fiction of his imagination. We we were going to see someday. Uh, a blow up dog come into the mix and I forget the girl's name it's something like Nancy I think it was Nancy it could have been Nancy that would have been funny uh, so many so many stories And but it was so funny that the story that I got or question I got in the uh, Facebook messenger from Heather it wasn't a question she goes I was talking to our mutual friend Trish and she told me, and that she told me the thing. And I'm not going to confirm, or deny it because what happened could make someone liable for something. And it has nothing to do if uh, you know whoever she's married got that. She was a perfect lady that night, uh, or and every night uh, we were just friends. And uh, I didn't know, I didn't know Heather at that time. She just got this story now. So this occurred. I guess maybe twenty seven years ago, maybe twenty six years ago. But yeah, it brought back memories. When I first saw it come up, I go like this, who the hell is this person? What are they saying? And stuff I never realized it was Heather. And Heather didn't know me back then, so I thought it was someone current saying. And the thing that was suggesting that happened doesn't happen anymore because I don't uh, I don't uh, I don't drink. And I'm not getting on my high horse about that. Apologize if it sounds like that. I'm just saying, I don't have a problem recalling things anymore. That that occur. So if someone prompts me and say, "Hey, you remember that night?" Unless it was totally inconsequential, you know, like a thing that occurred and you wouldn't take note of it. Like remember that time I walked in the door and all of a sudden you said hello and I said hello back and like I wouldn't not necessarily remember that time, but you put some interesting event in there then. Yeah, I might recall that. So there's tons of stories. There's a story that I hung out at McGeehan's with John one St. Patrick's Day. And it was, I don't know if it was St. Patrick's Day or near St. Patrick's Day. And John was closing up. And he brought all the money that he was uh, from the drawer with him. And we were walking up the street to go to uh, this local eatery diner that's open 24 hours called Mayfair Diner. And he left a trail of change because there was a hole in the sack all the way up. It's funny how you remember things. Now, it may be that I wasn't with him at that time and I heard about it. But remember, this is 27 years ago and it involves a You know, we, you know, four or five in the morning, right? Or whatever crazy time. Two guys heading out to eat. It's not, it was not an unusual occurrence. They were, what, about three blocks away from this diner. So we would never have a problem, or four blocks. Never have a problem just walking up there afterwards. and uh, Give us a chance to sober up before we went home and slept, which is funny. Some nights, oh, God. I remember one, two in the morning to be there and I had to be up to, for work the next day. It hurts so much. You ever had that time when you wake up the next day and you're still intoxicated? I'm not rejoicing at it. I'm just saying I remember a couple of times coming back from long weekends and going to my, uh, my job at the time. I was uh, part-time, uh, full-time I was working at as a salesman for a circuit board company and part-time I was a... Uh, Manager at a, circ, at a real um, catering hall, and it's no, it's defunct. So I can talk about all the catering hall now. It's great. Rosewood caterers. I talk some of that stuff, but that involved a lot of McGaines people too. That was kind of funny. But I remember it was an eighth grade graduation. It was a bunch of uh, these. Uh, it was a girls' school. It was some something like that. I just remember a lot of little girls, and, and I just couldn't. The floor felt askew. The hard floor felt askew. Every place, every place I walk, it was like I was walking at a 15-degree tilt. I just felt it. And I'm just talking. And talking to 13-year-olds or 14-year-olds when you're hungover is a trip. I do not relish the memory of it. There's just too much talking going on and too much enthusiasm. So you just kind of wave it off when you see stuff like that. I don't know why I got there before, but yeah, because I probably got there. I mean, we used to do this crazy shit all the time. It was amazing. I remember just sitting there and it was a routine. We'd go and work until the wedding would be, let's say, over 1130. We'd get out of there at 1230. Or one o'clock, rush down the beginning, stay in there for another uh, hour till it closed, and uh, sometimes go into to another place like an after hours club. Oh, you imagine that you're drinking, you're drinking a couple hours, and you don't have enough, and you have to go to an after hours club. We used to do that. We used to go um, to a place in Kensington. I don't know, what, remember what it was. Uh, but it's a neighborhood in Philadelphia, and it was a rough neighborhood of Philadelphia. The K Street Pub, I think. No, it wasn't a K Street Pub. It could have been the K Street Pub, if I remember correctly. And we say an After Hours Club, and people would come from all around for that. And it was in a really rough neighborhood. I just remember going into that, and uh, we just never had it for some reason. We just had a, never had a problem going anywhere. I I used to start drinking at, uh, happy hour, sometimes right after work, and then find myself in a different part of, uh, of the city. And I'm not, it's not a town, it's a city. So I'd be like eight miles away. Wondering how the hell I got there. But, uh, I'm almost so when, when someone brings a story to me sometimes and say, Hey Jim, remember this, uh, sometimes I can confirm, sometimes I can't. And sometimes I won't because I don't want to get anybody in trouble. Um, so that's how I leave it. But there are a lot of fond memories. had a good, a lot of good time. And uh, it's rock bottom. It's rock bottom. McGeeham's rock bottom. So when you go there, you've reached rock bottom. There you go. I remember, see, see no one texted me on that either. I just, It just comes to me. It comes and goes. That's the thing. And I had this dispute with people about uh, senior moments. It's not that you're forgetful. It's that you have so much things to remember, so many things to remember, that you're just pulling shit from uh, way back, way back in the head. So... Right now, I figured I would do a short episode. It is Friday. I go into work later. I'm waiting for an AC guy who happens to be a friend come in uh, and fix it because, as you've heard in the, in the Keys, it's very important. If you know if you're if you want to have a, a working AC, and uh, I'm grateful that it's not that hot today. It's only going up to eighty four so. We're, for, we're out of the heat. We're not in the nineties, and it's not a 120 percent pretty. I think he's here right now, so I'm going to sign off. Remember to follow me on Facebook. Please share with your friends, and I'll talk to you later. Bye. Here we go. Gonna get the AC fixed now. Talk to you later.